Hello everybody, this is your friendly neighborhood Swole Nerd here again with episode 2 of the Swole Nerd Podcast. <clears throat> and today we have a very interesting episode today. This episode is actually brought to you from a suggestion from two of my friends, Timothy and um, Ken. And uh, while I'm on the matter, I'd like to give a shout out to Timothy for... Know all the love support he's been giving me. If you don't know, he also has a podcast with him and three other of our friends. It's called Shonen Summit, where there they talk about anime and other childhood <clears throat> cartoons and TV shows that we all are very fond of. You know, things like Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, Crony um, Kenshin, you know, any type of anime that you could think of, whether it be from the 90s all the way up to the 2000s. No, they talk about it, and if you want, if you like anime and you want to hear people talk about anime and other dumb stuff and have a good laugh, I definitely suggest that you go to Shonen Summit and listen to their podcast. You know, they have a lot of great content and it's a lot of fun over there. So, shout out to Tim and shout out to Ken for the idea. Also, shout out to Maza, Malik, and Khalil. Um, I love what they're doing. Support their podcast. You know, bunch of great guys. Real cool. Real funny. So yeah, if you get a chance, go check them out, Shonen Summit. You can follow them on Instagram, or you can follow them on Facebook. And if you want, you can DM me, and I will give you more information <clears throat> about their podcast. So, now that the shoutouts are done, let's get to the meat and potatoes of this podcast, which is weightlifting versus calisthenics. And for those of you who don't know, calisthenics is just a fancy word of body weight training. Okay, so now that we're all on the same page here, I just I first want to get rid of this wording of weightlifting versus calisthenics as if there is one better than the other. Because you hear all the time, there are some people say, oh, you should only do weightlifting. You know, calisthenics is for the skinny guys who can't build muscle. So they just do this because, you know, you'll never build muscle. And on the other side, you have the calisthenics guys who say, oh, no, you shouldn't do calisthenics. You know, if you lift weights, you're going to get bulky. You won't be able to move. You have no mobility. You know, you can't even do a pull-up or anything like that. It's it's not, quote-unquote, functional or anything like that. You know, you you hear it all the time. I've heard it from both sides. And the problem with this is that that way of thinking, in my opinion, is too close-minded. And the thing about fitness is that it's a very open field. You know, there are no exacts. There are no absolutes. There's only ranges. There's only, you know, everything always depends on different criteria. You know, there's nothing where you can say it's absolutely this. Unless, you know, of course, it's something that's completely wild. But for the most part, it's nothing that's going to be absolute, you know. So, in saying that, I like to just start off by giving off, you know, some benefits to each and listing off some cons to each. And then, at the end, we'll bring it all together to help you make an informed decision on what you want to do. So, the first step, the first step is to find your goal. Okay, that that's the number one thing, okay? If you don't have a goal, then I can't tell you what training method will be the best. You know, everyone asks, you know, oh, um, what's the best exercise for this? And the first question I'm always going to ask is, what's your goal? You know, 
Are you trying to build strength? Are you trying to, you know, go for hypertrophy? Are you trying to build muscular endurance, cardiovascular endurance, trying to burn fat? You know, what is your goal? What is the end game for your training? Okay. Now, once you define that, that will help guide you into your training style or what will benefit you the most. Okay. And I want to put emphasis on the most. All right. Because I'm not saying there's one training style that will get you there and that's the only way. But there are better training styles to choose from versus others. Okay. So let's get into that first. So let's start with weight training. Weight training, lots of benefits is, let's say you're going for hypertrophy, which is muscle growth. It is fairly easy to progress with weight training because if you want to grow muscle, you want to grow your muscles bigger, you will eventually have to lift heavier loads, you know, which is called progressive overload over time, lifting heavier weights within different rep ranges. So, you know, it's easy to progress in terms of knowing what you have to hit next. You know, today, let's say you have a guy, he did 135 on squats. Then next day he squats, he did 145. The next day he did 155 and so on and so forth, counting up by tens, counting up by fives or whatever your program calls for. It's easy to throw five pounds, 10 pounds on a bar. You know, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to be able to do that. <laughs> and you keep track of what you're able to do. And then you just progress from there. Now, whereas calisthenics is not as easy to progress from one to another. Because sure, yeah, doing, uh, let's say, a pull-up. Doing 10 pull-ups is you know, already impressive on it on its own. However, if you want to be able to advance to the muscle up, which is you pulling yourself with enough force to where your entire torso is over the bar and you press yourself up, you know, it's going to take a lot more than you being able to do, oh, I can do 15 pull-ups. Doesn't mean you're going to be able to do a muscle up. You know, you have to take in consideration your technique you know what muscles are working you have to actually know the form you have to know so many things about the muscle up what muscles are working what muscles aren't working you know in order to perform that and you don't just go from pull-ups and okay i can do 15 pull-ups now i can instantly do five muscle-ups you know that's not how it works all the time now some people who are genetically gifted or just freaks of nature like you know my friend ken or my friend joe you know they can do muscle-ups all day until they're blue in the face. <laughs> but I promise you, they didn't just wake up knowing how to do a muscle up. You know, they had to progress in different ways during different styles. You know, so now, now that we did a benefit for weight training, a benefit for calisthenics is, <clears throat> though it might not be easy to progress per se in calisthenics, it is definitely easier to perform calisthenics if you're a beginner you know and what I mean by that I'm not saying that doing weight training is per se hard but you know if you're thinking of basics the first thing people think of is pull-ups push-ups sit-ups you know squats you know those type of things you know if you want to get started it's very easy to get started with calisthenics because all you need is you you know your body is your weight 
You know, you can easily wake up and do 10 squats in the morning. Every day you can stop and take some time out of your day and do 10 push-ups or 20 push-ups and try to increase that number. You know, there's always going to be a chance where you can do calisthenics because the only weight you need is your body. That's it. You don't need a barbell. You don't need any bands. You don't need any dumbbells. You don't need anything else, any fancy stuff. You just need your body weight. And if you want to do pull-ups, something you can grab onto. <clears throat> That's pretty much it. So <clears throat> it makes you think, if you can do all of this, why do people have this misconception of, you know, you can only do one. You know, you can't benefit from both of them. You know, because people think that you can't build muscle from calisthenics, which is completely false. And on the other side of that coin, many people believe that, oh, if you're doing weight training, then you're just going to be some big lumbering guy who can't move, which is also false because I've seen plenty of powerlifters who are <clears throat> extremely strong, but at the same time have great mobility to where they can still move and are not impeded by their muscle mass, you know? So it's, it's, it's a really big myth that kind of irks me a little bit, but I understand why people think of it because when you hear calisthenics, you don't think of, you know, someone winning Mr. Olympia. You know, you think of the guy you see in a playground on the monkey bars doing muscle ups and backflips all the time. You know, he's pretty lean, you know, pretty chiseled out guy. Versus when you hear a guy who's lifting, you know, doing 600, 700 pound deadlifts, you know, you don't think of a smaller, leaner guy. You think of, you know, a big 200, 300 pound guy full of meat, you know, which is understandable. But we have to understand that that's not, that's not the absolute, you know, it doesn't just stop there. So I say all of this to tell people that there are different ways that you can implement both into your training no matter what it is. So let's give an example. Let's say you're a bodybuilder. <clears throat> so bodybuilder, your main goal is muscle size, hypertrophy. Yes, you're going to have to lift heavier weights. Okay, you know, we all understand that. That's a given. If you want to go to the Olympia, you're going to have to do some weight training. However, that doesn't mean that you can just say, oh, calisthenics have no place in my program. You know, and anyone who thinks that way is extremely close-minded and you're leaving a bunch of gains on the table. You know, because if we think of it from the bodybuilder aspect, what do you need to build muscle? You know, you need tension across the muscle tissue. You need overload, which is causing that tension. And another way you can do it is metabolic stress. You know, as we like to call it, we call it the pump work, you know, going, taking muscles to failure, taking it past failure, you know, forcing blood into those muscle cells, forcing them to expand. You know, <clears throat> after you do a set of heavyweight training, I guarantee you, you will get nothing but, I I guess you could say, good results, or you're definitely going to get a lot of benefits from throwing in a few extra push-ups or throwing in a few extra bodyweight exercises that target that particular muscle, which will in in turn lead to more muscle growth. Because I guarantee you, I've done this before. I take a bench press or let's say, no, I'll, I'll make it better. I take a dumbbell press 
you know, I do my set. It was a heavy set of six to eight. And right after, drop down and knock out, I say, maybe as many push-ups as you can. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, doing that is still adding tension across the chest because your chest is still under tension. You know, because the one thing people forget is that your body does not know the difference between 200 pounds and 20 pounds. Okay, your body can't read the label that's on the dumbbell. It can't read the label or read the plates that are on the barbell. Okay, all it knows is that it feels tension and that it needs to overcome this tension. And it's going to have to adapt. That's all your body knows. So if I can take that, if I could take that muscle ignorance and apply it and say, okay, I'm going to put you under a heavy tension. But now you're going to be under lighter tension. But the thing is, to the muscle, it doesn't feel lighter. Your muscle doesn't know that, oh, he put down the 100-pound dumbbells and now he's doing push-ups. Or, oh, she took off the weight from the bar from doing squats and now she's just doing bodyweight squats. You know, your body doesn't see it that way. Your body sees it as, okay, my legs are burning. My tissue, the tissue is under tension and this hurts. Oh, look, she stopped for a moment. Oh, no, wait, she's back at it again. You know, and now it hurts even more because she's doing even more reps. And I don't know why she won't stop. That's what your body is saying right now. Okay, your body is basically screaming in pain because it hates being uncomfortable. Shout out to Lane for that nice quote. Your body hates being uncomfortable. You know, that's pretty much the gist of it. So being able to take calisthenics or body weight training and throw it in to your weight training will breed nothing but success and nothing but benefits for your physique or your strength or whatever it is that you're training for. <clears throat> now, another thing about calisthenics, here's some more benefits. Calisthenics is easier on the joints, you know, and I know for a lot of people, especially for a lot of people who listen to me, you know, a lot of people who ask me these questions are tend to be elderly people or people who are older or people who have, you know, more frequent joint pain, you know, so I'm pretty sure the 70 year old guy you see walking on a treadmill, he, he's not worried about doing a 700 pound deadlift. You know, that, that's not his goal. I'm pretty sure majority of the time his goal is just to be able to walk without any pain. You know, so the best thing for him will probably be to start off with calisthenics because not only is it free, you know, that's one thing adults love, like who doesn't love free stuff? Not only can you do it anywhere, it's easier on the joints. You know, I, me, I, I like to train as a powerlifter and sometimes dabble in bodybuilding. You know, but I can tell you right now, lifting heavy weights over time, it, it does wear and tear. You know, that's, that's just part of it. You know, your body breaks down, but the thing is, you adapt. However, if you're someone who's already done all of this <clears throat> or you have any joint problems or you just need something that doesn't agitate the joints, you know. Calisthenics is definitely a great way to find a way around that barrier and still get to your goal. Okay. It's because if you think about it, a push-up would definitely have less wear and tear on the joints versus a super heavy bench press. You know, though yes, I love heavy bench press, I will never 
not love heavy bench press, but there are days where you don't feel like doing a heavy bench press. There's going to come a day where you might not be able to do a heavy bench press because your elbows feel like they're about to explode or your shoulders feel like they're about to explode. However, that doesn't mean that we can say, oh, I can't do the bench press. I can't train my chest. No, that's bull crap. Okay. There are many ways to train your chest. If you know how the muscle works, all you have to do is now put it in that angle, put it against gravity or find it to overcome a certain force and do it again and again and again and force an adaptation. That's the best way that I could possibly put it. So that's why the push-up has become, you know, such a huge staple in a lot of fitness tests, you know, such as the army, because, you know, I can't get everyone to bench press the same amount of weight. However, I could get everyone to do a push-up. You know, I'm not always going to have enough benches for everyone if I have, let's say, a football team, but everyone could drop down and do push-up, you know. You have the older person here and they say, oh, I have some elbow pain. No, pressing a barbell really hurts it. Okay, well, guess what? We could do a push-up. And you can find an easy variation to do it based off of their fitness level and their fitness needs. So, you know, with calisthenics, it's definitely nothing to sneeze at or definitely it's not something that you should just throw in the back burner and just ignore it and just leave out into the wilderness to die because there's always going to be a place for it. Especially if you're a beginner, it's like one of the easiest basics that you could start off with. And I should know because that's how I started out. You know, I started off doing push-ups anytime I could, <clears throat> excuse me, every day, any day. Then I started incorporating pull-ups, incorporating sit-ups, and just getting that nice foundation, you know, until I was able to get to a gym and start learning you know, how to bench, how to squat, how to deadlift, how to overhead press or whatever it is that you feel like trying to do, that carried over because now my muscles are used to being under tension. So let's try to end this stigma of thinking, oh, calisthenics is completely useless to people. You know, it's like there's no way you can do calisthenics and weight training at the same time. No, anyone who says that obviously does not know what they're talking about and has no idea about how the body works and doesn't even have the slightest clue of human physiology. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, and you're probably all wondering, like, what does all this mean? You know, like, I'm just trying to burn fat or I'm just trying to get ready for the beach or anything like that. I'll tell you what it means. It, it, it's, it simply means that you can't, you don't just have to have one style of working out. To put it simply, you know, I know it seems like I'm all over the place, but that's all it is. You don't have to have one style of working out. You know, I have one friend, Amir, also he has a podcast. Go check out his podcast, it's Morning Motivations with Amir. But, um, you know, he has, he does body weight training. He's been doing this ab challenge entire time and his abs look great you know are you going to say that oh i'm bet he's not strong i promise you he he is you know i know the guy i met the guy you know he's like my best friend and i know that man is strong you know i have a friend named joe ken like ken the guy who gave me the idea for his podcast shout out to ken 
if you see this man, he's literally a walking fridge. <clears throat> like, <laughs> he's he's massive, but he has the mobility of a gymnast. And yet he does calisthenics like it's nobody's business. And yet he can still walk over to the deadlift platform and pull 500 off the ground like it's nothing. No, nothing, like, no, no style of training has taken away from anything that he's wanted to do. You know why? Because when he does his weight training, he doesn't ignore mobility. He doesn't ignore his calisthenics. He still finds a way to incorporate it. Now, will he be able to incorporate it all in one session within one hour? Maybe not. However, calisthenics isn't as fatiguing as it is to lift a bunch of weight. I promise you, doing a few push-ups is not as fatiguing as it is trying to bench 500 pounds. That is very fatiguing. Lifting weights is tiring. It hurts. But I promise you, it won't be as... It's definitely nowhere near the level of doing a few push-ups in terms of how much fatigue you have. You know? <coughs> Excuse me. Like, I would rather have someone do a bunch of pull-ups when they say, oh, you know, my back is sore. I'm, 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 I'm in pain. You know, things are kind of stiff. I'm not really feeling well. Fine. Let's keep it body weight. Okay? Like we can keep this body weight. We don't have to load this up. And even if you and even if you want to have some additional weight, you can. You definitely see some of the best calisthenic athletes doing weighted dips, weighted pull-ups, weighted push-ups, weighted muscle-ups, or weighted in anything. Because they know if you want to get stronger, you need an opposing force to move. You know? And it leads to the big question that one guy asked me. He's like, if someone can do 10 pull-ups, but now they can do 12 pull-ups, did they get stronger? Now, that's a very good question, which at first I argued, you know, yes, they can, because now you can do one. Now, if you did one pull-up and now you can do two pull-ups, you got stronger because now you can take a weight and do it for more reps. You know, in a way, you did get stronger. However, that does not mean if I strapped weight to you that you'll be able to pull it. Okay? Because what we also have to realize is that with calisthenics, it's not simply moving a weight around. It also involves balance. It involves coordination. You know, if you get someone who can squat 1,000 pounds, I guarantee you trying to get them to do a single leg pistol squat is going to be very difficult for them. Because you're going to have to learn how to redistribute your weight in a different way, at different angles, in a way that you've never done it before. You know, it's an easy way to find any weaknesses in someone. Take a guy who squats on two feet. All right, great. Put him on one leg and see him topple over. No, that's why a lot of people, that's why I started incorporating the, um, the hip windmill or the hip airplane, whatever you want to call it from um, Jordan Shallow. You know, because you take a guy. Yeah, you can squat all you want to on two legs, but the moment I put you on one leg, your hips have no stability. You can't balance on one leg. All you can do is keep yourself stable on two legs because that's just how we're made. You know, we're bipedal animals. You know, that that's just it. But you take a calisthenic guy, he has the coordination. He knows how to distribute his weight on different joints, on different muscles, on different body parts. No, that's his thing. You take a guy who can do a bunch of push-ups, but then you try to tell him, all right, do a plunge. Get your feet in the air. You look at him like he's doing a magic trick, but really he's just distributing his weight. 
he knows how he knows where his weight is carried. And he knows how to manage that. You know, he knows where, okay, if I want to do a plunge, I need more weight to shift this way. All right, now I need more weight to shift that way. No, that's all it is. You can't, you don't really get that as much with weight training as you would calisthenics, which is such a big benefit to people because a lot of people really underestimate the power of coordination. Because the thing is, you're going to need coordination for certain exercises that you want to do. IG, you know, IE Olympic lifts. No, that that's a skill. You need to be able to coordinate. You need to be able to be able to have efficient perceptual cognitive ability, <coughs> excuse me, to perform this movement effectively and not get hurt. And a good way to do this is with the body weight, because it's the one thing you can control. You know? With weights, if you let go of the bar, that's it. It falls, you can possibly hurt someone. Body weight? No, it's just you. You either get it or you don't. And that just goes back to, you know, it being hard to progress, but that's okay. Who's in, you know, you're not in a rush to progress anything, you know? So the reason I'm going off on this tirade and this little rant a little bit, because I don't want anyone to think that I'm saying, oh, weight training is the only way to go. Calisthenics is the only way to go. That's not true. There is no only way to go. Now, if your goal is to be a calisthenic athlete only then yes i would definitely tell you to focus more on calisthenics but that doesn't mean you just completely ignore weight training throw some extra weights in there you know um prime example rock climbing what are some muscles you need for rock climbing you need pulling strength you need grip strength holding your body weight is going to be great but now if you could hold your body weight with maybe an extra 20 pounds you're going to get stronger, you know, train your upper back muscles, train your shoulders in different ways that they've never been trained before. You know, you need some leg power, you know, train where you would train to increase jumping power. You know, all these things were incorporated because at the end of the day, it's all training. Okay. There's no such thing as, there's really no such thing as bad training. The only bad training there is, is training where you have no goal and you're just there going through the motions that's the only source of bad training that i can think of okay if you have a goal then every style of training is going to have some benefit you just have to make sure you implement it properly all right that's just plain and simple that's just the undisputed fact okay they're not mutually exclusive all throughout okay there are crossovers in fitness okay you can do weightlifting, and at the end Throw in some calisthenics, all right? It's not going to kill you. It's not going to hurt your gains. It's not going to make you smaller, all right? That, that's nonsense, okay? Lifting weights is going to make you immobile so long as you actually work on mobility. You know, you actually keep moving. You don't just let yourself get stiff. No, that's not going to happen. If, if anything, you doing calisthenics is probably going to help your mobility if you're a advocate weightlifter. Because you have to put your body in different angles just to get a different stimulus. And guess what? When you put yourself in a position over and over constantly, eventually your body is going to adapt and you will get more efficient at that movement. Therefore, you can improve your mobility. And guess what? Improved mobility, that transfers over to your weightlifting. If, I if my hips are very stiff and they're just locked in, just completely steel rods, guess what? 
maybe doing some body weight squats, maybe doing some sumo squats, maybe doing a single leg squat. If I constantly do this, throw this in before the workout, throw it in after the workout. Eventually, I get used to this pattern, and now my hips just became more mobile, quote-unquote mobile, because I'm just more efficient at that movement. Guess what? You take that mobility that you got or that new efficiency at that movement, and you transfer it over to the bar. It is literally that simple. Will it transfer perfectly? No, of course not, because things change when you add weight to someone's frame versus without it. However, it's not going to be detrimental to you. I guarantee you, you're either going to get either benefits from this or nothing will happen because you trained something that you weren't trying to transfer over to the weights. That's literally it, and there's nothing more that can be said about that. So I hope you all enjoyed this podcast slash rant. <laughs> you know, I didn't mean to go off on a rant, but, you know, get real passionate about subjects where people say you can't do this or you can't do that you know uh real passionate about that but anyway i would like to first again thanks thank ken and tim for giving me this idea for a podcast shout out to them again go visit timothy's um podcast shonen summit you can find it on instagram and on his facebook uh if you want more information you can dm me and i will give you more information about that and uh yeah i will catch you all later And everyone remember, stay happy, stay healthy, stay hydrated, don't slap anyone, and you all have a very good night. I'll catch you all later. Swole nerd out. Peace.